<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, thankfully, I cannot thank you enough for this. You came with something that you wanted to talk about. Nobody, nobody ever does that. Everybody <laughs> just says, oh, I don't, I don't know, whatever. We can just talk about whatever you want. And that's fine, but it's so much more interesting when the other person has something that they already know, like, I want to discuss this or I want to get this off my chest. But when you told me what you wanted to talk about, it immediately gave me things that I wanted to talk about about what you wanted to talk about. Okay. So I took your idea and tried to make like a bigger picture Mm -hmm. about it. Okay. So I'll leave it up to you. Do you want me to start back at the beginning or do you want to bring your topic in and then we'll get into the surrounding details of it afterwards? I think you can start and then we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. Cause I'm still in my bashfulness. I'm not, I, I <laughs> right, gotta open up. Cause you don't know me at all. I don't know. So you're a stranger. <laughs> I haven't lived in your home. Yeah. Although this is, I mean, I didn't see you much when you lived here anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how long I've been living at the current place I'm at now. Maybe it's been, how long has it been? Like it's been since last May. So that's like a year. Let's just say it's a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that you have seen me 25 times more than these people have. <laughs> so you did pretty good. And you know, I, well, I mean, you were generally here. I just didn't see you. <laughs> I, I did make it you clear hit a lot. <laughs> when I moved in, I, I came right out and I said, I'm going to live here, but like, I'm not going to be around. Don't, don't take it personally. It's just, I come home, I'll go to my room and like, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of learned that it's best to just put that out there first because sometimes you move in with people and they think they just made an immediate best friend. And that's like, God, like I've already had the situations where people have taken it personally. Like, Oh, you don't want to hang out. Why don't you want to hang out? We're all hanging out. And it's like, eh, you know, sorry. So now I just, every time, like I just, immediately just preface it like i'm not gonna i didn't take it personally lillian took it personally i thought you were gonna say dale (laughs) took it personally oh he doesn't care (laughs) no lillian was very offended that you did not want to spend every waking minute with her she was free to come in the room anytime she wanted and hang out i didn't keep that from her dogs don't count that's true is it cool if i introduce your topic for you sure okay you didn't you didn't have like some grand reveal planned of like an intro (laughs) you know all written down okay no i I don't have anything i'm just i do want to talk specifically about 
what you want to talk about, but I want to take a little trip before we get to it. I appreciate your vagueness. Yeah, I know I've already made it like some, like, you know, like something about Yeah, it's going to be like this UFOs big, this big ordeal. Shit. I was abducted. Do you think that that shit happens? No. No? No one's ever been abducted by aliens? I don't understand why anyone would want to abduct a human. I think we're just no. not worth it. Very true. And also, if they did, they would not return them. Just yeah, why would they bring them people. back? They would just throw them out into the space. Or if they wanted us to know they were here, it would not be because they abducted a random-ass farmer in Idaho. It's always a farmer. In movie, yeah. Someone with like a third grade education. <laughs> yeah, it's always those people that have the weird out there stories. And it's like, well, it's never like, it's like some no, I, Harvard educated. I think it's the chemicals in your water. I think that's what's doing it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that shit coming out of Ohio in the next couple of years. People with some oh, fucked geez. up stories. Anyway, yeah, correct me if I put this out there wrong. You wanted okay. to talk about the shit that you get from people about not wanting to have kids. Yes, is that, that is a very large part of it. Okay. There's more to it than that? Well, it's it's like a whole stigma, like, because I live in the South, because I'm a woman. But it's also, like, the way it's completely portrayed on, like, television and... Like, there's something wrong with me because I feel the way that I do. And the amount of people that feel the need to tell me that I'm wrong. And then just the fact that I feel like I'm the only person in the world that feels this way. Have you noticed the frequency? Do people Is this based on people asking you, hey, when are you going to have kids? Hey, why don't you have any kids yet? Yeah. Okay. I was at, I picked up a shift at Target a couple weeks ago. And I work there like once every six weeks. That's the mandation of my working there. And it's this one lady and she's very, very sweet. But she was like, so are you pregnant yet? And I was like, no, I haven't even been married for a year. She was like, I'll give you two. And I was like, no, (laughs) take your juju. I don't want it. Do you think that the frequency that this has come up has increased since you got married? Definitely. Okay. So that's Anytime there was like a, a large step in the relationship. It was brought up. Like we bought our house. You going to start a family? No. Well, see, I, I assumed that. So I kind of based this off of you saying that. So I'm glad that you did. Cause if you had answered that differently, we probably would be done. So I'm glad that <laughs> that's I'm glad it. that I was right. You, you are right that there's a stigma to it. And you're right that it's something that's just expected. But also, I think that you made it worse. You kind of brought it on yourself by getting married. Because I feel like <laughs> pre-marriage, the question is, when are y'all going to get married? When are you going to get married? And then mm-hmm. I don't, did you buy the house first? You did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So like, yeah, when are you going to move in together is the question. You know, when are you going to get See, married? See, we never got that. You didn't? We never got when we were going to move in together. Okay. 
We all we got when were we gonna get married? And then when and the way I hate it is not when you're gonna have kids, when are you gonna start a family? Because me and Dale doesn't qualify as a family, apparently. And does it? Like Yes. Is, to is me. A, a man and a wife is a couple. Right? But I mean he's he's still my family and our fur babies. Oh, don't be one of then we'll we'll leave that alone. <laughs> That's another topic. <laughs> I I mean, well, yeah, we don't have to get into the semantics of it, but I think I would agree with you. Like you get married now you're a family, but I think that people just think that you're getting married as the prelude to starting the family. And that having oh. a kid has to be the thing that takes you from Have. married to family. And so you opened that well, door by getting married, and now people can't ask you that anymore. So now it's like, yeah. oh, well, what's next? Kids. Kids are next. So when are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? Well, I mean, even like, it's like anytime I would be working at Target and some there would be an annoying child. And the mom would be like, do you have kids? And I would say no. And then they would, or like on Mother's Day, I always got happy Mother's Day all the time. It's just like assumed. And I'm like, I would never say that to somebody unless their kid was in their cart. Or like, what it if, just doesn't make sense. What if you've been trying to have a family for years and, and failing can't. and having miscarriages exactly. or stillborns? And then someone's like, oh, happy Mother's Day. Like, that could ruin your day. You don't need to hear that shit. Like my baby just it's, died two days ago. Like, don't tell me yeah. that. But yeah. no one, no one ever asks, like no one ever thinks about that. And I mean, I don't know. I've never tried to, to my knowledge, I could be completely infertile. Like, I don't know, but it's, it's just the, the assumption that because I'm a woman, I should feel this way because, and it, it stemmed from so I got, I got sad and I shouldn't have felt this way. This was an inappropriate feeling, but so I have three older sisters, the two middle ones each have three children. And my oldest sister has never had kids. I thought she never wanted kids. They're seeing if it's a possibility for them. And I'm like, you know, like I want this to work out for them. Absolutely. But a part of me was a little sad because she was like my only other person that I thought never wanted to have kids. And then I was just thinking, and it was, it just, it, I just felt weird about it. And then I think about it and I really am like the only person that I know. Like if my friends are single, they want to find somebody because they want to have a baby. Or like I had somebody tell me that she understands why our friendship has changed because Ew, it's different now that she has a child. I mean, that's a lame thing to say. And I don't see how that could possibly affect your friendship with somebody but the cliche of like everything changes when you have kids is definitely true and and i know that does change you but (laughs) i don't think that you could ever say that it always changes you for the better Mm -hmm. like i I would say that 75%, this is off, this is based on nothing. 
I would say that 75% of people that have kids didn't purposefully have a kid. No. They're just fucking and There's then no now somebody's pregnant and it's like, oh, I guess we got a kid. There are definitely people that want to have kids and purposefully have kids. But most of these people, most of these people shouldn't be having kids in the first place. And then if they it was do, up to me and I controlled the country, you would have to go to a doctor to have a child. You wouldn't just be able to have one. <laughs> like I shouldn't have to go to a doctor to prevent getting pregnant. It should be the other way around. And this whole world would be better. I could see there being some sort of like application process to like ask, are we suitable parents? It's harder to adopt an animal than have a child. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you can just have a kid, right? Yeah. There's no one there to, like, make sure you can handle it. Yeah. I mean, some countries do that. But I think that America is so based on the freedoms. You can't take somebody's freedoms. I don't think there's any way that you could ever get that yeah, shit. Yeah, see, but that's not true away. anymore. With the whole let's let's abolish Roe v. Wade. I took my freedom. It's only I wonder, freedom. I wonder what the outcry would be to. then if if somebody was, let's say, whoever runs for president next, like that's one of their campaign points is like we're going to put some kind of cap or application process to y'all having kids. But what would they do? Or if how you about just all your it? children get taken away by DSS? Cool. Yeah. We're going to sterilize yeah. you. You don't get to have kids anymore. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, people would just have kids anyway, and then you'd end up with a bunch of fucked up situations. Yeah, I don't know. There's no, there's no right way to do it. What? There isn't. <laughs> what's your personal reason? Why are you not into For it? For not wanting kids? Yeah. So, I have never felt the desire. Like, some people just, like, they always have this yearning for something. When I was growing up, I wanted to get married. I always wanted like the dream wedding. That was my dream. Like me and my sisters would play Barbies. They had, they had the families. They had the husband and the children. I had the boyfriend. I was the, I was like, that was my only thing. Like maybe we got married, whatever. But I just never dreamed of the family. I passed a certain age. I wasn't really into baby dolls, anything like that. And I just never wanted it. And for the longest time I got mad at anybody that got pregnant. (laughs) Because (laughs) I just kind of feel like in my personal life, it is something that has pulled me away from so many people. Like I feel, I've always felt super far away from my siblings. My next one is six years older than me. Mm. Like, and then add to the fact that then they have kids. That's Mm. another thing that is pulling me away. Like I love my nieces and nephews, but I also really like getting to spend time with my sisters. And that doesn't happen anymore. That's how I felt through high school when all my friends were getting into drinking or getting high, where it was like, you've just removed yourself as being like a possible friend. Because like now the thing that you want to spend your time with is the weed or the liquor, kind of like once you have a kid, like you kind of go to your house and do your thing with your kid. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, shit. Like, remember when we used to hang out? And you could. I had this happen with a friend. And it kind of reminds me of it. Where you could, you know, approach them and be like, hey, like, I know you're busy. I know you've got kids now. We never hang out. And their response is some bullshit like, dude, bro, I got kids now. You don't know what it's like. And it's like, holy shit. So because you had a kid, every other like side aspect of your life, you've now decided you have to remove. There are plenty of parents that still go out and actively do shit, but there's a large majority of them that just like, oh, I'm married. I got a kid. Like, this is it now. That's my life now. I could see you take, I mean, it's a little fucked up, but I could see taking offense to that, you know, where it's like, damn, like, you and I always I felt that I way. I was like, you don't like, you don't have anybody that could watch them. But at the same time, I also get annoyed with people that constantly drop their kids on other people. So it's like, there's no, and I just always like, if I had a lot of money, we would travel a lot. We would do a lot more. We're not at that stage because I have a shopping problem, <laughs> but, <laughs> and also like, you know, people, and people want to say that my animals are not like their children. And no, I did not physically birth them, but I'm still responsible for them. And so I still have to sometimes drop several hundred dollars on them because they're dying and they have to go to the vet. So yes, I will still consider them as my children. And like, I'm, and I mean, we can't do certain things because of them and like we have to board them and stuff like that, but. And they, does the place that you take them, do they charge by the pound? Luckily, no. Yeah. It's a solid, it's a solid price. So that's good. But, but like, and that's, that's the level of inconvenience that I am willing to be. I don't want to be interrupted in the middle of the night with my sleep every single night. (laughs) I don't want to have to figure out what I'm supposed to do with the kid because they're sick and they can't go to daycare and I have to go to work. And I'm totally fine with admitting that I am too selfish to have a child. But on top of that, I just don't want to. Like, because you know that. In my life. Go ahead. Go ahead. mm -hmm. I was just going to say, like, in my life, any chance that I've gotten, like, the sliver of baby fever, all of the rational responses are immediately there. And it's like, okay, I'm done now. You can have it back. I don't want it. I'm good. (laughs) I don't think that it's selfish to say I don't want that responsibility or I don't want to deal with that. I think it's way worse to kind of want that freedom but then have a kid anyway and then take that freedom and kind of shit on your kid while you're out, Mm -hmm. you know, doing your thing at 40 years old and you know, your five-year-olds at home by himself all the time. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. And that's usually what ends up happening because people that are too selfish to have kids have kids and then they don't change their ways into being, a mom or a dad, they're still mm-hmm. a f- college freshman. It's like, holy shit, you're still like this at 30 years old? It's still really yeah, how you and, are? And like, as it sounds messed up, but I think being a child of divorce, obviously I have no plans for me and Dale to split up, 
if it were to happen in the future, it's a lot easier to do without a kid. And then, like, as a woman, if I had a child, like, nine times out of ten, I think you're, you are the exception to this. It's hard to date people because, like, you all of the stories, it's the stepdad and it's, like, molesting the kid and shit like that. And that's the stupid things I think about. <laughs> when my dad was a teenager... He would steal shit from my grandparents. And when he was in his 20s, 30s, he would come by the house because I was living with my grandparents. And he would steal shit from them in his 30s. And so I was always like, what if I have a kid and he turns out like that? Like I could have a kid that goes through my wallet and takes all my money. Like, eh, do I want to risk that? You know, 10 years ago, it was like a straight, no, I was with you. Like, I don't want kids. I don't want anything to do with kids. I purposefully never dated girls with kids. And I mean, you know, that, that changed. And I mm-hmm. did get some insight into those people that say they, they bitch and they bitch and they bitch about their kids. And then they say, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And it's like, no, man, I can tell by how you talk about this that this isn't the best thing that ever happened to you. Like, you do kind of feel like having a kid is an amazing experience, but you also, if you could redo it, I bet you a large portion of those people would would redo it. They wouldn't have the kid. Well, and it's a, it's a lot easier to say that when you have them. Right. Like what once you, you know them, you probably wouldn't go back because you do know them. But like, and that's the thing, like if it happens, I could do it. And I think I'd be a good mom. I'd be strict, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not. Because every, all the kids that run around now need an actual parent in their life. There are so many times I wanted to walk up to kids at Target and be like, hi, do you need me to parent your child for you? Because they're really annoying me. But I never did that because I would have gotten fired. Um, but like, if it happened, it happens. And, but if I can actively prevent that, that's my job and, it's, and that's what I will do. And it's pretty easy in my experience I to, agree. to prevent I do not, pregnancy. <laughs> I don't believe in accidental pregnancies. I believe in women trapping men because as, as long as I do what I'm supposed to do, it shouldn't happen. And I don't believe in the, no, I wasn't trying. Like, I was on the pill. We did all this. And I'm like, you are not an immaculate conception. That is not what happened. You thought in your little brain something was off and you tried to trap them. Oh, like, 100%. But, there's, there's no- oh, I, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> <laughs> or you're, like, I don't, there's, have you ever heard of family planning? Well, like. It's a, it's a concept of. Basically, you just calculate like when you're supposed to ovulate and stuff like that. Oh, sure. And you just go off that. It doesn't work all the time. And they'll be like, well, we were family planning. And I was like, that's no, that's not an active act of contraception. I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's why you're having a baby. It's like. Because everything affects that. You lose weight, your fertility bumps up. Your stress. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of things. On on paper, 
right? There's what, seven, 10 days out of the month that you can get pregnant? Or is that? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. So let's say a week. There's four weeks in a month. There's one week. Mm-hmm. It's If you're trying to not get pregnant, you could pay attention to that week. But then there's also birth control that both attendants to the party can use. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. like it was always girls on birth control. Like I would mm-hmm. make sure like if it was like a girlfriend, like this is, I'm not going to do it with you unless you're on birth control. And even if you're on birth control, we're still using a condom. Mm-hmm. There is no way that I'm going to be a 17 year old kid being a dad. And I kept that shit up all the way through like my thirties. Cause it's like, there's mm-hmm. no way because that shit can just kind of come about. And it's like, no, and it wasn't hard. Like, did I go way out of my way that I, have to do insane amounts of research or put in a bunch of time or effort like no and isn't isn't a small amount worth not being in a situation like that where you're well but you were the exception again a lot of a lot of teenage guys don't think about that because they're just they're going for it and i so when i was 13 my 18 year old sister she came to live with us and we found out that she was pregnant. That is really great birth control yeah. for a yeah. child. Because at 13, I was a freaking child. The fact that 13-year-olds have sex nowadays is beyond me. Like, I was playing mermaids in my swimming pool. I don't get it. How um, How old were you when you lost your virginity? 18. Oh, 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And for no, like, there wasn't any particular, basically, I just got tired of it. And I was like, I'm, I don't care anymore. Like, it wasn't like some big, you know, it wasn't an amazing thing. Like, I waited for the right person. I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done. Like, let's just get it over with. And I had already been on the pill um, because just for, like, hormone yeah. stuff. It was just, you get on it for a lot of reasons. A lot of girls were on it super young for acne but it can cause a lot of problems. Like it can cause infertility in the future. Like there's a lot of things it can do, but yeah, at 13. Um, and I was in the room when my sister gave birth. Don't tell me, I don't know why I need to go back and ask my mother why I was there. I don't know, but that makes you not think. And so when we had to watch the sex ed video and everyone had to watch a birth, like they're all screaming and I'm like, <laughs> y'all don't even know. <laughs> like y'all have no idea what this is. <laughs> Yeah, it was- but I also watched her be an adult about it and realize because she was she was young, she was dumb, she wanted to start this thing with you know the the baby's father, and he was never going to step up to that. And it took her a while, and she realized that she wanted the best for for that little girl, and the best was to put her up for adoption. And she has a great family; she's had a great life, and it was really hard for her. But I know she doesn't regret that decision. She's, but that's another thing to watch. And then I had I watched the aftermath of that. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that. She's in contact with her? Not anymore. Um, because it's just after so much time. And I mean, it was like, I actually, I really don't know. I think she might see things on occasion. But I couldn't tell you the last time I saw her. Or the last time she saw her. Because okay. she's she's 
14 now. 13 or 14. I think it's crazy to me. Yeah. But I mean, watching that at a young age does kind of form you. And so then for a while, that's all sex equaled to me was you have baby. (laughs) That was a no. (laughs) Do you get it from your mom or your dad at all? Like, are they pushing you for grandkids? My dad, my dad, no, because that's, I will never not be his, his youngest child. And so he can't, he can't even fathom that, but he also knows the way that I feel about it. My mom, she fully supports the way I feel, but every once in a while she throws in that, I want a fat little Italian grandbaby. <laughs> and <laughs> there's, there's that. And then I do feel a little bit of guilt because Dale's parents don't have anyone else to make them grandparents. He's the only child. So like, I mean, essentially his, his, uh, his one sister Sister. isn't, she, I I don't know if she'll ever get married. She's, she's pretty cool. Just like living her life, full support for that. And then his stepsister, she might get married again, but she has no, she's already said she's not having kids. And I mean, they're both older than he is. So it's, I don't know if it's out of the cards for them, but as of right now, there's, there are very few odds of that happening. So I do feel bad for that, but that's also not my responsibility. If you two were to have kids, would you Mm -hmm. consider it to be a mixed race baby? Because it's Sicilian. Yeah. Yeah. Irish. (laughs) Like would would I don't it just think so. be? It'd probably be really pale. It would. Would you just refer? Not that you would refer to your kid as like the white kid, but would he just be a white baby? Because Dale yeah. really Dale's white. Oh, he's white. Don't let him hear you say that. You know he's gonna give you shit for that. There is not a check mark for Sicilian <laughs> on any ethnicity form. I know I'm he's white. Okay. Because I was gonna uh. ask you what your experiences have been like being in an interracial marriage, but you wouldn't. (laughs) I mean, I can't vouch for that. I don't know. (laughs) But is there even a small, tiny one, 2% lingering fear? How old are you? 27. Okay. That you're, 35 and then you're like fuck i kind of do want to have a kid no because i told myself when I, okay let's see i met dale when i was 18 going on 19 or 19 going on no no i was 18 i just turned 19 when i met him um and at like 2021 20, i would consider us to have been serious and i told myself I would give myself until I was 30 to make the decision if I wanted to have kids. It's been several years and that that decision has not changed. Like the, if, and I, I'm just the kind of person, like if I could, I would go get my tubes tied. I legally cannot. What what do you mean? Is that a South Carolina thing? I am too young. Really? I'm too young. I have not had a child. And I have to get Dale's written permission to get my tube tied. Is this a South Carolina thing? 
I think it's an everywhere thing because doctors don't want the people coming in and saying that they regret it and then having to do a reversal, which my thing is you made that decision. That's your problem. Or if you feel that inclined to be a parent, the fact that you birthed that child should have nothing to do with it. If I'm 35 and I decide that I fucked up and I want to have a child, I would be fully opening open to adopting a child because I don't need it to be genetically tied to me. I've, I've never understood that. Me either. That shit don't matter at all. No. If you want a child, you want to be a parent, it does not matter where that child comes from. That. What's the actual word for the tube tie procedure? They're like a, a tubal. Is that, no, is that really what it's called? It's, yes, it's called a tubal. Okay, that's definitely not the word I was trying to think of. It's the only one I know of. How come you don't hear? Isn't that just as fucked up? As, Are you trying to think of a hysterectomy? Well, that's based on like a full removal, right? Oh yeah, that's everything, yeah. and that messes up your hormones real bad. And I would do that because then I would never have to have a period again. But then I would like lose all my estrogen, so it's. It's a debatable if it's really worth it or not. Isn't that just as fucked up as the whole abortion fight, though? Like, what's the difference between you can or can't can't... have an abortion, but you also can or can't choose Mm -hmm. to get you? But you don't ever hear about that. There's no one fighting for that cause. Isn't it really fun to be a girl? That could be your thing. And that's why. No, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. You don't want to fight for that. But. No, I'm very lazy. <laughs> I'm with you. It, what you wouldn't you wouldn't get anywhere with it anyway. So no, no one's gonna listen to me. <laughs> no one's gonna listen to anybody. Like, nope. no I mean, either. there have been there have celebrities that have spoken out on the whole abortion thing. And I mean, honestly, like if you look at the world, I would have to guess like ninety percent of women have had, if not an abortion, a medical necessary abortion. of everybody or 90% of women that have been pregnant at one time? I just think 90% of women in general have come to that conclusion, have had to come to that in their life. Because even if you have never like chosen to get an abortion, if you have a miscarriage and it doesn't fully discharge, they have to remove it. And it's the same procedure as an abortion. And now that's the that's the the ticky tacky thing is now a lot of doctors won't do like do you know what an ectopic pregnancy is? I did at some point. It's basically when the embryo attaches elsewhere, like it it forms not in the uterus, like in a fallopian tube or something. It's a non viable pregnancy. It can rupture, like the woman can hemorrhage. You can die from this. A lot of doctors would not remove them until they ruptured because it's still considered an abortion and they didn't want their licensing to get taken away. If you were that woman and you lived in a state where you couldn't do it, what would stop you from just going somewhere that you can? Like... I I get that it's a fucked up situation that would require you to have to go do that. But you're talking about having a baby for the rest of your life or not, or in the case of like the medically necessary shit, 
like possibly dying or not. It it seems well, like, thing, like get to get to get to Oregon and have your fucking and, abortion. And I would, I absolutely would. But in the process of that happening, there are some people that won't make that distance. Oh, right. If they don't have the time or whatever. Well, and I mean, you never know when something's going to happen. It's just like, do you think it's, do you think there's any chance of it ever getting to, let's say the federal government just says abortions are fine. Just do whatever you want for all 50 states. Like, is that a fight we could win? I would think so, but it comes with that whole topic of because the the biggest thing about it is it's separate separation of church and state, which a is a lot of it. It's, it's based on religion. Exactly. Yeah, it's so fucked up. It is. It would take. Basically, we need someone who's not in their 70s to run. That would be cool. Um, well, you're which is why, like. Hmm? You're part of the country is very similar to my part of the country and there are plenty of young Republican males that think exactly the same way as these 70 year old dudes in office so like we could get a bunch of young people men and women into politics but some of these younger kids are so mad about it that they're even more extreme than their grandparents were so i don't don't think it's possible i don't i think this shit's just gonna get more and more fucked up i think i'm gonna move to canada (laughs) is what i've decided (laughs) i yeah, there's yeah. there's no winning. I mean, I I'm wrong for not wanting to have children, and but I also can't do what I need to do to prevent it. I mean, Dale can go get a vasectomy. Nobody cares what he does. It's only if I want to go get a female vasectomy. <laughs> but so I mean, you're I'm I'm wrong either way. How would you? And I don't know if that is strictly because i live in the south or if that's just the the stigma of the world the south always has some shit on top of it that a lot of the other states don't have how would you feel if five years from now dale's like fuck i i want a kid like i 100 percent absolutely like i have to have this or we're, we're going to get divorced. <laughs> what? Is that a cat? It is, but it sounds like it's coming from inside the room, and I don't think there's a cat in here. I didn't see one, but I if heard If there it. is, it's been hiding this whole time. It might be outside the door, but I'm just, I get real paranoid, and so I was just really concerned for a second. Okay. Anyway. Um... It's hard for me to even answer that because I, I don't foresee that happening because he's very much on the same page with me. Did y'all, but I mean, then that's something. Did y'all talk about it? We would visit like early on while you were dating. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty much it, it always comes up anytime we're around children. <laughs> you know, I don't. I never liked kids at all. It didn't matter if they were. I don't really have any brothers or sisters that have kids. Mm-hmm. Let's say close friends, kids. Like I was never like my best friend through high school had a couple kids and I didn't give a shit about them. It it was nothing mm-hmm. like, oh, this is so cool. It's like my brother's kid. It's like my little nephew. It was just, God, this is kind of annoying. Yeah, You got something in your room with you. Unless they're pounding the door. You hear it, right? Yeah, I hear it. Maybe they're hitting the door and it's it's moving it in the lock. But it only takes one to like kind of pull you in. And then you start to realize like, oh, like this specific one individual kid is awesome. And then it kind of like softens you up to all the other kids. So see, no. Well, you haven't had the the experience. No, with, I have. With, with with who? My my very first nephew. Okay. That kid has a place in my heart, and it's because he would stay at my house with me. Like he's, and I love all of them. I love all of them so much. We just bonded more, but we also spent more time together than anybody else. He he is my dude. But no. <laughs> you like the idea that you can hang out with them, but then you can send them home. And I think that might be why I'm different, why I don't have the desire to have them for myself, because I can go hang out with one anytime I want to. And then I get done, and then I give them back, and then I go home, and then I can... You know, do whatever I want at three o'clock in the morning because I have no responsibilities. But I guess it's also different because I always knew he wasn't mine. I guess for you, the difference was she was yours, is yours. But also always knew that she wasn't, you know, but that goes back to what you were saying that it doesn't like the genetic connection doesn't really matter. Like I was in the delivery yeah. room. I was at the doctor's appointments beforehand. I did mm-hmm. the doctor's appointments afterwards, you know, the diapers and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. It's an impossible question to say what you said earlier. If you guys were to have kids, all the shit that you want to do, if you want to go travel, if you want to go out on a Saturday night, it changes that entire dynamic. And it definitely limits Mm -hmm. what you're able to do with the rest of your life. And everybody that has kids says it's totally worth it. it. It doesn't matter. I would give up all that stuff for my kid and I always would hear that and be like like what a dumb generic like you can't be telling the truth there must be parts of you that wish that you could go do whatever you wanted 
almost like some guilt induced statement of it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Mm -hmm. But having had that experience, like it kind of like I would, I would trade that ship. I'm not in a situation where I'm capable of making that trade. It's not really being allowed, but Mm -hmm. I kind of somehow went from never wanting kids to loving being a dad to kind of being removed from that and put back into like, I don't know, like, no, I'm not a parent anymore. But then the new girlfriend has kids. And it's like, well, they're significantly older than Luna was. And so there's a definite feeling with Joni's kids, like, especially with her daughter, we've really started to get along. Like, awesome. But it's very obvious. This is not my child. Like, you were fucking 12 the first time I met you. There's no Mm -hmm. connection here. And she has a dad that she's lived with her entire life. It's almost like somehow I managed to get the entire spectrum of possible parental situations and the one I enjoyed the most was with Luna, was being the dad. So, like, the shitty feeling of having that kind of taken away, it's hard to look past and say, like, I've never felt like, well, thank God I got to go back to not having any kids anymore. Cause it's so much better to just have all this freedom. Cause it's, it's not like, I think that you can have children and set your life up in a certain way or really go out of your way to still do the shit that you want to do, even though you have kids It's just a lot more effort. And I think that that effort is worth it. Maybe you can't, let's say that you wanted to travel a fucking week every other month with two kids. You're pushing it. You're really pushing it. Mm -hmm. But maybe you can go somewhere like three times a year and have kids. But I think that people just kind of go, nah, like, I just have to give up on everything. But, you know, like, let's say Dale's doing the new band, right? Say that they they blew up, and now he's going to go on tour, but y'all have decided to have a kid. There are plenty of people that mm-hmm. live that life, that find a way to make it work. So, I guess what I'm saying, I agree with... everybody right like i agree with you and i think that the way you feel is totally but you also valid. 
have witnessed the uh, gratifications that come from it. And there, you can't get that gratification from something else. At least, not everybody works the same. So, That's hard to say, right? But I have never found that. From so else. I have a weird question for you. That all being said, have you ever had the desire to, in a sense, like I don't want to say replace her, but like have a have a kid, have have one that's yours that you yeah, and it it comes and goes, and it 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 will hit as hard as like I want to, like. And then along with that thought of I want to, it was like, can I? Like, should I? Can I afford to have a kid? Is, mm-hmm. is my life in a place where I can support one and give it a nice place to live? And am I ready to kind of chill on everything else that I have going on. And it's like, yeah, I told yeah, I am. And then a month later, it's like, Oh, I better not. Like I got $200 in my bank account. So <laughs> it's like, but well, if you have one, you can't have those realizations cause you have to make it work. So let's, let's say that, Tomorrow, Joni comes to me and she's like, I'm pregnant. Don't. <laughs> she's shaking her head. <laughs> See, and she does the same thing because a year ago, she was like, I want a kid. I want another kid. I want to have another kid. And then a month later, just kind of like me, it was like, well, I got two kids. I'm Like, I'm good. And it just kind of like ebbs See- and flows. But if she were to come and, and say that tomorrow, I uh-huh. I would be happy because I would have to find a way to make it work. But I don't know if I want to add that extra on purpose. You know? What I don't understand is like if we if it ever happened to us, it would that would be the one. Because once I have one, I can get my tubes tied. And so that's great. I'd be done. One would be fine. One is enough. I I don't understand, and this is going to come out wrong no matter how I say it. People that I get having two, like I get this whole thing, like you don't want them to be alone, whatever. But like, at what point? Why do you have to continue having kids? Like, why are the ones you have not enough for you? And I think I think people just either love babies or some women can't let go of the fact of like being pregnant. Yeah, I think. Or like being needed in a way that only they, like with breastfeeding, like you're the only one that can do that for somebody. And I think like that's a mentality they get stuck on. But like, why, why is, why is one not enough? Like, why do you need more? I don't, I don't understand that either. The more that you have, the less attention that you can give to each one of them. Mm -hmm. And man, it, it's, a lot of effort even at like 14 where there's some dumb shit that happened at school or there's something going on that you, you know, that they want to talk to you about. And it's like, 
man, you, you just, we just had this conversation for an hour about the best way to deal with your friends being annoying. And like, I'm done. Like that was, that was more effort than I had to have this conversation Mm -hmm. with you on a Wednesday night about your fucking eighth grade drama. And then multiply Mm -hmm. that by three or four. You end up just blowing some of the kids off and then they end up resenting you for it. You have a bad relationship anyway. It's like, Oh, I'd rather have one great relationship with one kid than four like bullshit relationships with four kids. I agree. I think I don't. Yeah. I've never, I've just, I've never gotten that. I feel like, I feel like one should be plenty and you know, you're not, you're not more of a mom for having more kids or more of a parent. I think that's what people because think. Because they're, they're genetically yours or anything. And, and it's like the whole stage thing. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're walking. Like all these new things. It's like, I can't believe that they grew out of this and they're not doing this. And they, they long for that when they were little, but it's like, as they get older, there will always be new things. There will be new conversations. There will be first crushes. There's. It's a continuing thing. They want that. And I think it's it gets to a point where it's 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 selfish and it's about them. It's not about the actual child. It's about whatever weird needs they feel or it's because I also think that a lot of people have kids to fix their relationship which does not work ever. And I also don't want like obviously if we had a child, that child would become priority. And I do think that is how it, that's how, that's in a way how it should be, at least for a little while. But I don't want to lose my relationship with him because to me, that's that's the most important thing. And I don't want to lose that. And then, you know, we're tired all the time and we're fighting all the time. And it's that relationship is still important whether or not we have a child. I think that the vast, vast majority of people have kids for their reasons, not because they want to bring a child into the world and teach them and raise them and make them like a strong contributor to society. I think it's exactly like, remember how fun it was when our daughter was two. I want to experience Mm -hmm. that again. So let's bring an entire fucking person into the world. So that I can experience this six month span of time where that goes by babies like are the cutest. It's like, because yeah. once kids start elementary school, you really kind of hear less and less about them from their parents. Like they show them off when they're cute and small and you take them to the zoo and everybody looks at you. And I mean, that was a super unique kind of exhilarating experience. But it's kind of fucked up to just be like, well, let's do that again. Because I want to feel that. I want some Mm -hmm. attention. I want the attention because I'm pregnant. All of these things. And if you feel that way, then you can adopt a child. You can foster a child. And like, I know, so I love babies. I have wanted a baby (laughs) but I only want the baby. I don't want it as it grows older, which says to me that I don't want to be a parent. 
because it is for the whole thing. I mean, she, my parents still parent me and I'm almost 30. I parent them right back. But like your kids never stop needing you. And I don't want to deal with that. And people tell us like the, my biggest pet peeve, and this is the number one thing that gets told to me that makes me want to punch people in the face. And it's the response when I say, I don't want to have kids. And they go, well, you'll change your mind. Mm. Will I? Everybody says that. You think? Or um, then they always tell you like, well, there isn't, you know, you will never know the love until you feel the love of a child. I was like, good. I feel if you never loved. feel it, I'm... then you don't know what you're missing. So. And not everybody feels that way. No, like, it doesn't. Obviously, obviously the love of a child doesn't, you know, cure all and cure the fact that you're a psycho. And then you like make your child use the litter box. Like there's just so many I also think there's too many people in the world. That's another problem. Way too many. But see, I say all this, but I also like, as much as I advocate for adopting and like fostering, I would never foster or adopt a grown child because I don't trust where they come from. Literally last week, if not the week before that, in the county that I live in, a teenager stabbed his adopted mother to death. And tried to kill his dad. <laughs> I, I also watch too much true crime. No, stuff, I feel like though, you're so asking those are... as 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 fucked up as it is, and as much as it sucks for the kids, you're asking for trouble. You're running a very high risk of not having a good experience for you or the kid when you go and adopt mm-hmm. like a 13 year old. Or a 15-year-old. Because that's their most... I mean, it, whatever happened to them in their most impressionable time... Yeah, they're just... Which is why, if not anybody could just go and get pregnant, we wouldn't have this problem. See, I could solve the world. I, do, I have realized this. <laughs> no more babies. No. No. I mean, there's just... And then, like... I think it really does just come down to like the rational things. Like one of my coworkers, she was doing her like ending your taxes. She spent eight to no, like 10 to $13,000 in daycare. Oh yeah. That shit's fucking wild. How much this shit yeah. costs. Yeah. I mean, you said that you, you guys do want to get out. You do want to uh, travel, go do shit. You don't have, the disposable income to do that. Now, this is the time in your life, you know, for this, for the typical family, that this is when you would go do that stuff and then you would go do it. And then you would come back and have kids. If you're spending 10 grand a year on daycare, that's the money you could be using to go and do that shit. So it's see, and if I can't afford a vacation, I can't afford daycare. Yeah, or you would kill yourself affording it, and you'd be super fucking tired and super stressed. And I, I also couldn't afford to be a stay-at-home mom, which I wouldn't want to be either. Because mm, I let's uh let's pivot, as Ross would say. Pivot. So you have mentioned. I do have my friend's blanket. <laughs> that you 
who who's the best friend? Um, like who's my favorite or who is truly the best friend? Oh, are they different? I guess not. It's Joey. Oh, that's a solid pick. I would put Joey at number two. He is the best friend. He always puts everybody oh, before of, him. Okay, who? But he's also your favorite. And he's also yeah, because he's he's dumb and he's funny. He likes sandwiches, and I like sandwiches. <laughs> And he was really freaking hot in the 90s. Did you like that part in the middle, though, at the beginning? In the 90s? Yes. Oh, that, that, that 90s part? classic. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. The 90s classic heartthrob. <sighs> He's got one right here. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I loved it. You might be the only person holding on now, to that haircut. No. Oh, no, not anymore. It was just then. Just then. It's got to be a little grainy, you know. You mentioned that you're still working at target here and there and you used to mm-hmm. full time for years, but mm-hmm. you started a new career recently. Has it been a, mm-hmm. like a year almost? No. Um, August I started, oh, okay. um, about like August 30th, I think was like my first day. So are you, I don't know if this is right. You're working full time now doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Are you, mm-hmm. A wedding planner? I am a bridal consultant. Okay, what does that mean specifically? Um so ow. ow. Um yeah, I smacked my elbow. Um in my shop, I obviously I help brides find their gowns. We do tuxedos and then I do like, you know, bridesmaids and then mother of the bride, mother of the groom, formal dresses. And then one day a week, I work at um, a little clothing boutique that my owner also owns. But I prefer the bridal side of it. So is that is that mostly just like fitting dresses or helping pick out dresses and colors? Yes. Okay. So helping helping pick out dresses. So there's no... Which I'm very good at. And I'm very good at accessorizing my dresses. Is that the majority of like your daily... I mean, like the, the, the day-to-day stuff is, you know, like we, we store the dresses. So we do a lot of steamings and I'm in charge of our social media. Oh, so I've been trying to do that and it's really hard, but I also feel like it's important because so obviously, you know, body sizes and body positivity are a big thing, which is great. Um, in the bridal world, it's really bad. (laughs) So I wear a size 12 in my pants. I have to probably wear a size 16 in dresses because I am a busty lady. I am a size 20 in bridal. They're different sizes. If yours. Yeah. If you're a size like, and and in two different brands in one brand, I'm a 16 in another brand. I'm a 20. If you're like a size two to six, you're a size 10, 12 in bridal. That always real fun to go over with people. They take offense to it. Always. Like I've had people on the phone. They're like, I'm a four. And I'm like, well, Debbie in bridal, you're a 10. I'm sorry. It's just the way it, but I, I've been trying to get out there more in the social media platform. And like, I've been putting on the dresses one because I'm plus size. Cause every time if you're, I mean, I don't know how much 
bridal shit you see on your Instagram. But you're scrolling through. These girls are size two. They're very small. And then also I'm tattooed, which is another thing that you don't see a lot. So like I'm trying to get out there and do more. It's really hard. I'm not comfortable doing it. And I mean, even like, I mean, the dresses still don't fit me, right? Like we did one the other day and like, you've got to clamp them because they're too big, but it's just hard. So like, I've been having to try to get out of my comfort zone. And also I have never felt like more of a millennial in my life for how little I understand TikTok and like trying to make content (laughs) and it always looks so bad. (laughs) But that is a big part of my job is our, our social media. Did this come from enjoyment of like planning and doing your own wedding or was it something you'd wanted to do previous? I think it's fair to say that I've been obsessed with weddings for a very long time. Like I watched say us to the dress for years um, it, it, it just weirdly worked out. Um, we went, the shop that I work at, I did not get my wedding dress from. I wish that I had, but it's just not where I went. Um, so my mom got her dress from her, her mother, the bride dress. And I ran into a girl that I worked with 12 years ago at my very first job when I was 15 years old. She recognized me. I've seen her sporadically throughout the years. But she recognized me. It was great. Got to see her, whatever. That was in January of last year. And then I got a random text from her in August saying that they were hiring for a new consultant. And she thought of me. And I was like, I want to kill myself every time that I walk into Target. I was like, I need to get out. This is so bad. I was angry all the time. I had like... It was just, it was so bad mentally and I was just over it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I applied. I got it. Dale can attest to the fact that I am so much happier working there. But like in the first three days, I felt more appreciated by my owner than Target has made me feel in five years. Yeah, retail is not really known for, would you, is what you do now still fall under retail mm-hmm. yeah does it but it's a much more it's just hands-on it's small business closer. retail yeah. are so like i mean i work with like two people and that's it are the is the clientele generally fun to work with or are they always tend to be stressed out high maintenance is you doing a lot of pandering um, to people a lot of our drama comes from the families, not so much the brides. Like we get a lot of mom, stepmom drama, mom, mother-in-law drama. Um, generally, really the only time I get frustrated with a bride is when they give me zero feedback. And I'm like, honey, I cannot read your mind. I can't help you unless you tell me what is happening here. And then I get ones where like, I helped find a dress that actually made this girl feel beautiful for like the first time in her life. The whole family cried. Her mom hugged me. Like, I love those, love those moments. And then you get the ones that are just playing dress up and I'm like, okay, well your appointment's over. Uh, How, what are we doing? Because you're getting married in three years. How common is that? It's very common. People just make an appointment to come in and fuck around and wear a wedding dress and then they leave. 
they'll come in and they'll tell you they have zero intention of buying. And I'm like, then I have zero intention of helping you. You don't, do you charge? It's not true. Is there a fee for that kind of content? No. No. Mm-mm. So you're just fucking around, wasting your time and they're just trying on dresses. Yeah. And it does happen. And it happens a lot. Or you get the ones where the mom want them to think on it. And it is just hard because like, I can tell, like I, I always pay attention to their face. Like I can tell when they're not feeling it. They don't want to say anything because they don't want to um, like hurt anyone else's feelings. That's there. Like I read their face, you know, they have a crying reaction that does not happen super often. And it's just hard. Cause like, you can tell, like, I mean, when, when mom's pulling the budget, they kind of run the whole thing. But I mean, overall, it's good. And like, overall, we sell. But we also get a lot of people that don't know how long it takes to get stuff in. Like, a wedding gown can take six months to come in. A mother's gown can take four. We have so many people coming in, and they're getting married in May May of this year. And they're just now coming in. What's the average? I'm like, cool. What's the average price? At, at your um, show. 1500 to 1800 That's not as bad as we I We only expected. go up to we only go up to 2500 at your specific which location yeah. okay. for reference my wedding gown was 1700 So it's really not not bad um and we do a lot. I mean, we store their gowns for them. Um we'll steam them for the wedding and for the portraits. They get a discount on their mother's gown and their bridesmaids gowns. Um, and we do, we do have a lot of stuff. It's I just, some, some people miss, they don't know how much they cost and then they don't know how long it takes for them to come in. And those are the stressful appointments. Do they come in and pick them up and then like put them in their car and drive off with them? You, you don't mm-hmm. do anything on site where you're helping them get dressed. That's somebody else's job. Oh, like when they're getting married? Right. Oh, yeah. No, we don't do anything okay. like that. So you just sell it and then, then they go. We sell it and then it comes in and we put it on them and then they take it to alterations and that's pretty much it. And then they'll come and bring it back to us if they want us to send it off to our company that cleans it and then they preserve it and they put it in like this big box. You don't do the specific, like you do the fitting, but you don't do any of the alterations. So do they go to someone else to have that done? Do they put it on again so that that person can take, oh, Jesus. So it's a whole. There's also a lot of people that think that alterations are included in the price of the gown. That's what I thought. Oh, they are not. Yeah, I just kind of thought y'all did it all there. Yeah. We used to, but like it just, I guess it just got kind of drama. So they stopped doing it. And we've had people completely mess up people's dresses because of where they have taken it for alterations. But that's unfortunately like, and we give our recommendations, but some people want to get the discount or they've got a friend that can, you know, do this or whatever. The having a friend that can do this thing is like 50, 50. It's Mm -hmm. like one of the riskiest things to do. And I just kind of think, I mean, in my opinion, you only get married once. Like, that's how you should go into everything. I know I know, stuff happens and that's not always the case. But there, there are places to skimp when it comes to wedding planning and prices. For me, 
it was my flowers. We made our flowers. We saved a lot of money doing that. I got an all-inclusive venue. That helped save money. But, like, quality things are not that. Like, alterations on a dress, you just spent $2,000 on a dress that somebody just butchered because you wanted to save a hundred bucks. Does that, does that offend you personally? Yeah. Yeah, Because I think people are just, I just think if you're like, I agree with you. This should be the only time that you're doing this. Like do it, go for it. Do it. Now I didn't get my dress hemmed. I should have, but I didn't. That saved a couple hundred bucks. Oh gosh. Well, who would like, who knew who looked at you and said, Oh, like what, what you all right? Yeah. A notification popped up and it was really loud in my ears. (laughs) Like who was talking shit in the crowd about you? Cause you didn't get your dress hemmed. Do you think anybody aside from you even noticed? I only noticed it after I started working there. And I started kind of paying attention, like mm. when I'm trying, because I try on a bunch of these dresses and like you feel them and then you see when girls come back after they've been altered. And I'm like, you know, I probably should have done that, but I didn't. Oh, well, I also could have picked a different dress. There are so many dresses out there, but I don't regret the one that I chose. What? I had a great time. What? It, was, it was great. I don't care. What, what percent that you sell are white? Like clientele or dress? <laughs> Yeah, this is a <laughs> racial question. <laughs> the dress, is it 100%? Um, no. Probably like 50. Really? So what are people, okay, hold on. Are you, are you talking about like white and off-white and soft white and eggshell? And- no. So I learned that in the bridal world, there is no such thing as white. Everything is ivory. Okay. What happens is there is an underlay and there are different colors of that. There is almond, Moscato, sand. Those are colored. So there'll be like a pink or a peach or a nude. So we we sell a lot of those. And then they have an overlay of white lace. Uh, But I don't have any like black or red bridal gowns. None. No. So the answer to my question would be, a hundred percent because you're talking about almond sure. and peach. And when you say pink, unless you don't mean like blazing hot pink, you mean like a light no, salmon, like a soft pink, right? So no, salmon, not, not salmon. salmon. <laughs> <Salmon's> a gr- <laughs> no, not salmon. <sighs> no salmon wedding dresses. What if, um, but also remember where my store is. Where is it? It's in South Carolina. Yeah, but where people get married in churches. There's some crazy fucking people there too, though. Like, I mean, has if someone came in and was, we do sell an all camo tux, <laughs> what, like the woodland <laughs> camo, like the hunting camo. Oh, yup. <laughs> I've never seen anybody get it, luckily, because it's hideous. But it is in my book. Can you get them? Like if I wanted to get married, could could we find a bright red dress or an like all you you could from um, from you the designer, one of the designers we carry they used to have one. I don't know if they have one anymore, and I think they are coming out with some new ones. 
So yes, we can order them. Really, the only people that we see that come in wanting a different color is if they're on a multiple marriage. Then they don't want to wear white. Is it still... It's, it has nothing to do with your purity okay. anymore, does it? Is it just a tradition that it, the dress is white? I think some people think that, yeah. That it is a purity thing still. Definitely the old, the older crowd feels that way. But I think a lot of people more so just feel... Like you get a lot of this feels like a prom dress, not a bridal gown. If it's colored? Mm-hmm. Oh. Or like the certain fit style of it. And you get a lot of pageant girls, so it's hard to get a dress that isn't a pageant. And then we sell a lot of debutante dresses, which are actual bridal gowns. So a debutante is um, this like wealthy thing where you're like part of a society and they present you at a certain age. Oh. They're normally like 19 to 21. People call and that. And they have to wear a white ball gown wedding gown what is cotillion it's that okay. it's just the earlier stages okay. of it got it that's something that i've never heard of once i left south carolina i didn't know it was real <laughs> until i started working here yeah my only knowledge of it was there's a short scene in a movie called she's the man and that's all i knew about it. Oh, it all the rich girls in high school always talked about that shit and i was like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. and it was you know i kind of picked up on what it was but it's like like what you said like maybe similar to like a bar mitzvah for a girl and it's like oh yeah you're like it's it's like a it's like a coming of age thing which is kind of but like there's so many rules. in a way too like i'm going to present my daughter to the men here she is like uh. i don't know if it's necessary to the men but they definitely have people that like escort them but it just doesn't and like like certain balls have different rules like the greenville ball you have to have two inch straps the back of your dress has to come up two inches above your bra strap line Mm, like there's all these kinds of rules that they have to wear gloves they can only wear a minimal amount of makeup there's all kinds of rules. And I was like, I couldn't do it. But there, a lot of them can be on the uppity side, which oh, can yeah. be a little frustrating to deal with. I'm, su- well, I'm surprised to hear that nobody's doing anything. Are people getting creative with their white wedding dress? Are they doing cool shit with it? Is anybody out here pushing the boundaries? Or is it just boring wedding dresses um, over and over anybody got high collars a, like dracula style like that would be cool as shit. like the queen of hearts no we haven't had anything like that um see the, i get weird things like um there's a girl i ran into at the nail salon who is getting married and so we were talking about it she wants to do a Jeep themed photography session at the end of her wedding and roll around in the mud in her wedding dress. That's what at least she doesn't want to have a Lord of the Rings wedding. Thank fucking God. Oh, you mean a half Lord of the Rings, half Harry Potter. God, That never happened. Kyle, I am so proud of you. Yeah. Do not. If if you get, I don't have to have an excuse. If you get married to not go to it, to this girl, no theme weddings, Kyle, just have a normal, 
Nice wedding. You got something to say? You do you do know what he's naming the child, right? Yeah, and I'm down with I'm down with creative names. I'm down with going out there with whatever you might want to name the kid. But I've seen so many friends of mine and to be fair, they don't have a lot of money that just get married at like a fucking park. Like like a recreational park on the side of the road or they just go sign some paperwork. It's kind of weird to me if you're going to get married, the plan is to do it once, like you said. Can't you take this one day and be serious about it? Can't you proclaim your love for this person to the world without a Jeep being involved in it? Without I agree. Uh, That's like if you wanted to do like gimmicky engagement a... photos. Sure. Right. That's the time but to have the fun. Yeah. The, the wedding, mm-hmm. you should have respect enough for your partner that you want to show them that this is a serious, important thing. And you guys had. I really wonder if people think that they have to do that to make it memorable. Oh, like we got to do something weird and and crazy. Yeah, like something no one's done before. Like we need to have a polar bear at our <laughs> wedding, or people aren't gonna remember it. <laughs> it's fuck the people. It's not about the people. It's about the two of you. Like it is weird to think. Let's just drop thirty, forty thousand dollars, or more, on this wedding. No big deal. Some people can't afford to do that. But it does, to me, show that there's some sort of like seriousness behind it. Like, I'm taking this seriously. I'm spending thousands of dollars on this because it means something to me. There is something nice about that. Well, and there's... There are also ways to do it. Like I had a friend who they had to pay for their wedding themselves. And I mean, it was still a nice wedding, but they had to go on the less expensive route, which is totally fine. Like I understand everyone has different situations, but like she kept making comments about like all these things she wishes that she could have done. Like, I guess in comparison to like what we were doing. And I asked her, I was like, you know, how many, how many venues did you look at before you picked yours? We didn't. We just picked this. We just looked at this one. I toured like four different venues on top of messaging other people to find like, I think people just don't want to look or they don't want to put in that effort because they have a lower budget. Did you have any pushback from anybody about not doing it at a church? No. No? Nobody gave a shit? Because the only... No. My my grandma had a hard time with our officiant. Oh yeah. Who was gay. And had a hard time with my bridesman, who's also gay. Mm. Um but to be fair, she also doesn't like my tattoos or the fact that I don't believe in God, but she's gotten a lot better and she's gotten a lot less pushy and she has accepted this. But I mean, I I told her and I told my mom. I was like 
this is about me and Dale. It's not about God. And I don't want that stereotypical, the Lord defines marriage as blah, blah, blah. I was like, that has nothing to do with us. It needs to be about us. And I want someone who knows us and will make it about us. And that's what we got. Was And that's was it. Was grandma's issue with the groom, with the bridesman, that you had a male bridesmaid? Or was it just because he was gay? Probably just because he was gay. How did she know? He I was thoroughly gay. Just, just because you know. Is yeah. the bridesman or the groomswoman becoming a more normal thing, or no? Um. Not really. I mean, I had a girl the other day who she's going to have a bridesman and I was like, I had one of those and it was super, it was super cute, but probably not. Um, but I also think that there are a lot of like really controlling guys mm. that like aren't okay put it with on that and aren't as open with that. Like that. I mean, they are, but I don't, I don't know. I kind of expect a, a guy to stand up to a girl a little bit little bit more but we did have this is my favorite event i actually have pictures of this we had um a girl who wanted to do a so you know how i did like the first look with dale Mm -hmm. she wanted to do a fake first look and have one of the groomsmen in a wedding dress so i sold him a discount wedding dress for 50 dollars. it was a discontinued it was like a 10 year old dress my my store has been around for 30 years it was an old ass dress we were ready to get That's rid of deal. it. It was a corset back and he was in town for the weekend. He came in to try it on and make sure that it fit him. And I was like, you, sir, are fabulous. That's great. Like, this is going to be great. And he was super straight, which was the best part. And he was feeling it. He was just like, like in the mirror, just totally getting it. And then we also had a guy who was their, um, their flower boy. And he was like in his mid twenties and she got him these like flowered sunglasses and he had a fanny pack of flowers. So like people are doing fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I got one thing before, before we go. I don't know if I told you okay. this, but I feel like it's necessary to let everybody else know. None of Dale's groomsmen, except for me, knew how to put on cufflinks. So I just want to thank you from you that the only reason everybody got dressed for your wedding properly was because I was able to show them how to put cufflinks on because everybody was just, why on earth were you the only one when I know, well, Van Norman has been married. Maybe Dude, Dalton has also been married. Maybe there were a few that I don't, didn't want to speak up. Maybe they didn't want to get made fun of for knowing how to dress nicely. Maybe it's because you were the only sober one. Everyone else was dro- was drinking. Hmm. Okay. That's very possible. Well, either either way, thank you. You would have had a bunch of dudes up there with loose sleeves just flopping around out of their jacket. <laughs> that would have ruined the whole wedding. There must have been... Maybe you're onto something with, with the drinking or maybe because there is no way that 
that no one's ever put on a tux before or gotten dressed Dolph up. Dolph was also in the military. <laughs> if I remember right, he was definitely the most... Uh, drunk. Maybe I just wanted some sort of unnecessary recognition. Hey, I just I wanted to make it about me really quick. That's fine. But I had a really good time. Previous, you know, in anticipation of it, I was kind of like, man, what the fuck is this going to be? Like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to do. There was never a question of, should I go or not? But it was just like, it's like, okay, like, I got to go do this. I got to go do this. But then when it actually happened, it was like, oh shit, like this is like this experience of getting dressed up. And again, for me, like being around people. He didn't, he was so dead set against getting married okay. for years. Could not fathom it. And he was like, I don't get why you want it. And I always said that it's, it's just, it's an extra, it's a level of commitment. Like, it's real easy to break up with somebody. You just bye. We're done. Like, there's there's no more to it. You have to be willing to go through, like, all the aspects of a divorce. Like, it just, it makes it more complicated. <laughs> and to be that committed to somebody. I mean, you could look at like, it the exact opposite way, too, right? Like, you just made it harder for him to leave yeah, yeah. you so that he won't because he's... It's extra steps, but it's, it's just, it's more, it's more of a commitment. It, it just means that I would have to do so much more and you're so much more willing to make things work as opposed to leave at every little thing that Sounds happens. Like a trap. And I mean, we're, we're the weird exception of that. We don't have a lot of issues. Like we've had a very chill relationship for the most part and a very chill marriage. And we already live together. We bought the house. That already yeah, tied us to each other. Real. Are you both but on the, the deed? Just be- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're both on everything. But it just, it meant to me that there was, in his eyes, there wasn't anything I could do that would make him want to not be with me or want to not, like, love me. I agree. And that's, it's just, it's a devotion to each other. That's the only thing that you have with each other. I'm his only wife. I was not his only girlfriend. He's had many girlfriends in his life. I got that. I got the wifey type. I agree that it adds a specific extra level of like sentiment. And I think like that's the part of it that matters, but like the being married part. Yeah. Like it. Life is just the same, right? For the most part. I did really, really like the first time I got introduced to somebody, though, after we got married, and he actually introduced Aww. me as his wife. That was cool. And we went to um, we went to dinner with some of his coworkers that I had never met before, and they were all very surprised that he, they were telling him that they were really surprised at how pretty I was. <laughs> and I was like, what did you think? Yeah. That's that's an insult on but, Dale. Like, stuff like that's really fun. They think Dale's getting married to, like, some chump? They thought he was married to some like hideous woman. 
like Dale can't do better than some hideous woman. 